0: Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. hello hello and welcome to another episode of life talks with lauren featuring the cicadas in my backyard because they are out in full force and there's literally nothing i can do about it and they're driving me crazy like it is so hard to sleep in during the summer um even though it's october like i feel like summer never ends for us and we had a break where we didn't have any because They, we had like an actual real typhoon for once, and it like wiped out our trees in our backyard. I was so excited. I was like, yes, the cicadas are dead. And then those fuckers came back in full force. So um, I think they're getting their revenge. Oh, and some birds. Okay, that I love that too. It's so satisfying when birds come fly through and then they'll like pick them up and eat them. And then they'll be quiet for a little bit because they're scared of the birds. Anyway. I hope you are doing well whenever you're listening to this. You never know. Sometimes you might go back to an episode from like years ago. Obviously, this one is like recent, but maybe you're listening to this in like 2025. Um, We never know. Then I won't even be in Japan anymore at some point in 2025. Anyway, I was going to do an episode. I just sometimes I swear I get so much in my head about this podcast of like, what do I talk about and I forget that I can just kind of come on here and like I have so much stuff that I randomly talk about with like my friends and stuff and like even my journal like I have conversations about stuff that I think is interesting so there have been a few topics I've thought about bringing up on here I always like think that I won't know what to say so I need to do this big elaborate outline and do research and stuff but honestly i have been doing a consistent like journal brain dump for years now Um, especially this year i've gotten a lot better at it so i am pretty good at just kind of going off the cuff of things it's not like this is an educational podcast at least at this point in time it is literally live talks with lauren so it's as if you're sitting down with me so it's not like i create outlines and do research to have conversations with friends there's so much stuff that I've learned or read over the years or thought about that like I like to talk to people about. When I've had friends, that's like one of the best compliments I get is like, oh, you make me think of things in new ways or teach me things I didn't know. And so, yeah, so as things come up, I just kind of think to talk about them. One thing that I had thought about talking about was situations when you're with friends or really just anyone. It can be a coworker. It can be someone that you, like a boss, somebody that you admire or respect or anything. And they ask you something and you want to say no, but you don't know how to say no. Maybe you're really overwhelmed or it just doesn't sound like something that. You're available for at the moment and you just don't know how to say no so you just keep saying yes to everybody and then you get resentful and then you're complaining about how you're so stressed all the time and you're over overdoing it or over what is that term i can't think of it right now but anyway you're like over promising and then you feel frustrated but at the end of the day like it's you that said yes and it's you that keeps I have a best friend that I literally always tell her that she does this. I don't know why I can't think of what the term is right now. It's going to drive me crazy. But anyway, um, spread yourself too thin, really, if you, if I think is what I'm trying to say. And it's such a habit that we get into, especially as women. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about that this episode. I will probably cover it next episode. But right now, I want to talk about something that's fresh on my mind, which is really just navigating like being in a funk or accepting the ebbs and flows in your life and your moods and again i'm usually i'm i'm often speaking to women about this because we can relate when it comes to our hormones and our cycles and our um i was about to say periods but that's like the same thing or just different seasons of our lives and we feel different ways For me, one thing that I deal with is that I never know how I'm going to feel at any given time. And I have tried to find an explanation for this over the years in so many different ways of like, why don't I feel consistent as a human being? Why am I always like kind of up or down it's gotten better in terms of like my it's not as rapid cycling as it used to be where it's like up down up down up down I think part of that has to do with aging as well like you know your hormones are going crazy in your teens and then your 20s and as I've gotten into my 30s it's kind of settled down but I sometimes just feel crazy really and I've had conversations with Jason about this when it comes to, you know, like, he obviously chose me as his life partner. I am the person that our, our goal is to spend life together. And I think it can be really difficult for someone like him who I consider him very neurotypical. So he is... Like he's always been a consistent, he's probably the most consistent person I know in terms of predictability of moods. And he's always able to show up to things and he's going to show up enthusiastically. Like, you know, Jason, right. And you know, what his personality is like, you know, what you're going to get with him. There's a few times, like, I swear I can count on one hand, how many times in our relationship where. He hasn't been that way. And I always freak out about it because he is so consistent. Meanwhile, me and I consider myself so neurodivergent. Not only do you never know like what version of me you're going to get from day to day. And this is more so if you're close with me, but also throughout the years since he and I have been together, which is 10 plus years now. I have been a different person. There have been so many versions and iterations of me throughout our relationship and I never know what is going to make me happy or what I'm going to need. Like I get bored of a job. I get bored of school. I get bored of our relationship and I have to switch things up and I feel like I've explored all different types of things of, you know, what could be causing it. I haven't actually gone to anyone to seek help because of first of all when I was active duty military there's such a stigma uh, over mental health and so I didn't want to mess with my career and then once I got out I didn't have the health care for it and I so it's just something I've kind of been navigating on my own over the years so I've gotten better at it because I know myself so well just from literally dissecting every behavior and mood and feeling and even paying attention to the patterns in which they take place sometimes I've wondered like am I bipolar I've looked up rapid cycling bipolar I've looked up ADHD um autism uh I I think a lot of it for me really is related to is hormones because I, since I was 13, I, and I started my period, I've never had a regular period ever in my life. And so obviously I must have imbalanced hormones and a lot of my symptoms tend to take place around my period or when I should be PMSing or, you know, stuff like that. So I was diagnosed once with depression and it just so happened that I was diagnosed right before my period started and then right when my period started I felt normal again and it's so crazy because I can feel when the changes happen and it's the worst feeling because you just know it's almost like I watch if you watch a thunderstorm coming at you from the distance you can see the clouds beginning to loom over and then they make their way closer and then it just starts raining and that's what it feels like every time because I can feel the shift. Like I'm so sensitive to my body at this point and to my moods that that, yeah, I I just know. And the best way I've ever seen this illustrated is in an episode, did you ever watch Modern Love on Amazon Prime? It's really good. I probably am gonna go back and watch this episode. It has Anne Hathaway in it. And she has bipolar, and I want to say it's also rapid cycling, and it shows the differences and the contrast in when she's, I guess, manic? I don't want to use the wrong terms, but when she's on a high, essentially, and then she makes all these plans, and she's really, really, like, feeling good, and she is um, social, and yeah, so she's, like, makes plans, and then the person shows up for the plans, and right when they get there, the storm cloud comes over and she knows it. And she's just like, I think on a ball, uh, heaped up on the floor. And and just like that's, I, I don't even have the words to describe it. Like I said, it's just the best illustration of how it feels internally because I never know what to say to people when that does happen. So usually what I do I, now especially is I just hole up in my house like I kind of hide away so nobody really sees this version of me which was really easy too especially while Jason was deployed because then I really could just like not have to deal with anyone and I say deal with anyone but what I really mean is have anybody deal with me because I can be really difficult to deal with I guess I say that but again like I said I've gotten. I've gotten better at recognizing my feelings and managing them, trying to say nothing at all when I want to say something or knowing just what my boundaries are when I feel this way. It was really difficult when Jalen lived with us full-time and that there were times where I lashed out at him when I was feeling that way, especially with working full-time and stuff. When I keep my stress levels low, I tend to manage it better. But if I have high stress levels on top of All of this, then I really do have like episodes or tantrums. And it's part of the reason why I've chosen to not have biological children because I just don't know that I can offer them the stability that they would need in a parent. I don't want to like mess them up, you know? We talk about all these different attachment styles, and I know that I have an anxious attachment style at times. And I think part of that was from receiving inconsistent, like, care from a caregiver growing up and I just I don't I don't want to pass that down and I don't know what to do about it because maybe I don't know maybe one day I'll seek an actual diagnosis and get help with it but I don't know if I really want to because I don't want to go through the cycle of trying different medications and what that might do to me and what that might do to my body and i feel like that would cause even more psychological harm but i don't know at the same time like i think i've had tools over the years i've learned tools over the years to manage it and i'm grateful and fortunate that i am able to but i don't know i i have been kind of riding a high recently and just There's been a lot of exciting stuff going on in my life. This past weekend, we had like the Air Force ball. I went with some of my roller derby girls, which was really fun. And then on Friday night, my spin instructor invited me to her birthday party. We all went out dressed as Barbies and that was really fun. And I think that after the weekend was over, I was just like, okay, what's next? And because, I mean, I have actually this Friday... I'm really excited to go to see the Taylor Swift era's tour movie or whatever it is with my friend who is like a major Swifty. And so I have that to look forward to. I think it's important for me to always have stuff to look forward to. That's another way that my brain kind of works. And so that's what I fear is that I tend to need dopamine hits. I think I naturally just have like low, happy chemicals. And that might be something that runs in my family, actually. And so I need change, I need excitement in order for me to stay at least like above water. And so I think just after coming down from drinking alcohol this weekend and not sleeping as much as I normally would and just kind of feeling like okay what's next I have gone into a little bit of a slump and I used to really beat myself up over it or feel pressure to like always be happy and always like because if you've ever if you've experienced this you know what it feels like and you know it doesn't feel good. So obviously when you don't feel good you're going to want to do something to make yourself feel better, right? And so that's what I used to do is immediately go into fix it mode. But it's interesting how fix it mode almost creates an extra pressure of I there's something wrong here and I need to fix it versus just going into acceptance. And for me, acceptance looks like knowing, like recognizing, okay, I feel the cloud coming over and then I really monitor my self-talk after that. I very much begin to nurture myself and say, it's okay, girl, Like, because if not, I'll start to look in the mirror and pick apart my appearance and I won't even realize I'm doing this. I'll start to just be like, overthink every interaction and start assuming that the people in my life actually don't care about me and they're just tolerating me and I'll just go through this whole thought spiral and so I have to be extra self-aware and and yeah pay attention so I start to reverse the narrative of like you know I act like I'm a friend as if I'm supporting myself as a friend like okay, girl, like we're going to wake up and we're going to go to the gym today. And I know that you don't want to, and I know that you're tired. I know this doesn't feel great, but I know that it's going to pay off. You're going to feel better. If you just do this one thing, make sure you're feeding yourself, make sure you're showering and dressing yourself and doing all of those things. And I do allow myself whatever comfort that I need, whether that's like sitting in my office and singing karaoke or watching a comfort show. Sometimes, and this is something I've noticed recently, which has helped a lot, is that sometimes watching shows and zoning out to shows is actually more detrimental to how I'm feeling. So this morning, I just had a completely silent morning. I came home from the gym and... And I showered and got ready and just took my time making breakfast and stuff. And I didn't have anything on in the background because also sensory stuff can overwhelm me. So if I'm like watching too much, too many screens, if there's too many noises going on, that increases my stress levels technically which isn't usually an issue unless I'm already going through something and then it's almost like stacking things on top of each other so I recognize that maybe I need some silence and I know that's uncomfortable for a lot of people myself included but I don't know when I feel this way I'm almost like a zombie anyway it's I like lose feeling I kind of just go numb and I guess in in a way, I'm saying there's an in between where I don't necessarily feel shitty, but I also feel nothing, and I do freak out a little bit with the feeling numb because I realized in my early 20s that I had spent most of my teenage years, most of my life, really feeling numb, and so anytime I notice that like deadness, that numb feeling, it kind of wor- I kind of worry that I'm going back to that place, but I've seen it enough times now to where I know that. I'm actually like, I'm pretty good at getting out of it, especially when I allow myself to be in that space with such a level of acceptance that it. I always come through it. As long as I keep going through the motions of my day and what's important to me, like I said, working out, feeding myself, um, journaling, doing things like this, like podcasting, even when I don't want to, or playing my guitar or whatever it is, just kind of going through the motions until I feel something again. And so that's how I was when I got home from the gym today, just very flat. And so I guess it was okay to not really have anything going on because it's like not a thought behind these eyes anyway. But when I did start to go through a few thought spirals, I was like, no, we're not doing this. Like I will literally stop myself mid thought and say, no, like I'll say it out loud, which is nice too, to have alone time. Jason's at work and I didn't, he he had like a four day weekend with the holiday and stuff. And so I also start to get overwhelmed with that when I don't get my alone time for a few days, whether we're on like a holiday together or something like that. I start to get kind of antsy or even like mildly depressed. It's really weird. I have to have my alone time because that's how I process everything I've been through and processing it for me, I'm a verbal processor. So I have to say things out loud or I I notice journaling really actually does help. I just have to get it out. And if you know me pretty well, then you know that sometimes I need to process it multiple times out loud before it actually, like before I can get through it. So just been at home talking to myself out loud in the shower, whatever, and just working through any thoughts that I have about anything. And reminding myself what I always go back to over and over again, which is the well-known saying that you have a mind, but you are not your mind, which is a good and a bad thing because that takes me into being so self-aware that you intellectualize everything. And that's also an issue that I have is that I am so self-aware that I often feel like i need to explain why i feel any emotion except being content or even happiness like obviously i don't feel like i have to explain happiness anything that's like below the line of what i think is acceptable i feel like i have to understand where it's coming from i have to explain it away and especially if you know people are like oh you seem down or I don't want to let the people down in my life. So I don't really like to let people see when I am below that line. So I try to like stay above it for everybody else so that they don't have to deal with me. So back to that part. So I don't become a burden Two people. So it's like, oh, you know, I'm always good to carry others, but I won't let them carry me. And that's a whole nother issue in and of itself. I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now, (laughs) but it's so true. And it's so interesting. I always have to remind myself of that. Like me as a friend and somebody with the people that I love, I'm happy to be their float when they're not able to swim. And I love to be there for them. And so why is it so hard for me to believe that Others wouldn't mind being that for me, but I feel like I have to explain myself, and I have to tell people why I'm feeling the way that I am, and instead of just like being there, sitting in sadness together, sitting in discomfort, anger, whatever it is, I have to have a reason for it, and I have to explain it away, and that's something I'm working on not doing, Even today, you know, I was just like, can't I just be sad or frustrated or whatever I feel without needing to know why? And I'm like always analyzing the human brain. I don't know. In some ways it helps. In some ways it doesn't, especially when it's like times when I'm really low. It helps to just understand that our brains are just processors and there's... bunch of chemicals going on at any given time I don't know all of the technical terms for it but I do understand that the way that our hormones are being released in our bodies and our chemicals are going on in our brain that that informs the way that we feel and the way that we interact with the world and so I know that I have imbalances at times like I said that's how I'm able to feel when something shifts because I'll feel an internal chemical shift and then I'm like, oh shit. Like, and I hate it because I sometimes feel like, okay, I've been feeling really good for two weeks or three weeks and that's a long time. Maybe I've been really social. I've been on it in social situations where I haven't been like... Shutting down. I haven't hit my introvert wall lately. I've been really like witty and yada yada. And then I'm like, maybe this is just who I am now. Maybe I'm finally here. And then, and this is what I'm saying, like this just happened recently. And then I'll feel that shift. And then I'm like, damn it. No, I'm still socially awkward. I'm still going to sometimes not want to be around people. And I think that's just like what we call being human. I don't know why I expect so much out of myself because I don't expect these things out of anybody else, but I feel so obligated to be on all the time and it's exhausting. And But then I feel guilt because I, I don't know. I feel like I don't operate at a level that most people can or do in terms of like I see a lot of successful people who are successful in their careers or their relationships or whatever and they always seem to be on it and like doing something and and consistent and for me it's like oh I'll have two weeks where I'm really productive and I'm really creative and I'm on it and then something happens internally and then it changes and then I kind of lose myself for a few weeks and then it's like hey everybody I'm back And the cycle continues on and on. And I never know how long I'll have until I lose, I guess I could say the favorite version of myself, but lately I've been looking for the positives in every shift and every variation of myself. So where I'm at right now, where I do feel like I want to be more of a hermit or I feel more introverted or like... A lot of things are happening internally so this is a time where yeah I don't really want external stuff like TV and and music and, and stuff there are times of the month where I'm really into TV and music and stuff and right now What I want to do is practice Japanese for like hours a day. I could sit, I could lay down and read for like 12 hours a day. I could write for so many hours, play my guitar, sing. I feel like even at times where I feel like this, my voice sounds better because I'm more in tune with my emotions. So, and being in tune with my emotions, again, I'll come in and out of the numbness. And when I come out of the numbness, it is very much like deep feeling, And I really love, I do love that version of myself. That's the version of myself that I think thrives when I'm alone, which is why I love my alone time. And then there's the side of myself that I say, oh, is my favorite version because it's the side of me that can operate in everyday life. Because I feel like there's something wrong with me when I can't operate in everyday life like everyone else can. Or I tell myself everybody else can. So this has been a deep dive into the mind of Lauren Kendrick Kepler. My name is still legally Kepler, you know, I never changed it to Kendrick legally because we got married and then literally moved overseas so fast. So I am technically Lauren Kepler. But anyway, a look inside my mind. This is what goes on sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes I can shut it off. Like I said, it, it just depends on the time. I will feel completely normal and chill. And, you know, I think I think I need to really start to take advantage of when I feel this way and do you do some creative writing or some sort of creating. I think it's my creative part of the cycle. So anyway, if you've listened this long, thanks for listening. And I hope you have gotten something out of it maybe you learned something about yourself or somebody that you know that maybe you didn't understand before you understand them a little bit better or you know I just filled up a little of your time so you have less in the day less time in the day to be bored I don't know but I will talk to you next week and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day week whatever it is for you I love you bye Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.